to the Preacher Chick as we're reading the Bible together every day this year. Today is day number 47, and we are reading Numbers 22 through 24 and Psalm 47. Let's get to it. The Israelites traveled on and camped in the plains of Moab near the Jordan across from Jericho. Now Balak, son of Zippor, saw all the Israel had done to the Amorites. Moab was terrified of the people because they were numerous, and Moab dreaded the Israelites. So the Moabites said to the elders of Midian, This horde will devour everything around us like an ox eats up the green plants in the field. Since Balak, son of Zippor, was Moab's king at the time, he sent messengers to Balaam, son of Beor, at Pethor, which is, the, which is by the Euphrates in the land of his people. Balak said to him, Look, a people has come out of Egypt. They cover the surface of the land, and they are living right across from me. Please come and put a curse on these people for me, because they are more powerful than I am. I may be able to defeat them and drive them out of the land, for I know that those you bless are blessed, and those you curse are cursed. The elders of Moab and Midian departed with fees for divination in hand. They they came to Balaam and reported Balak's words to him. He said to them, Spend the night here, and I will give you the answer the Lord tells me. So the officials of Moab stayed with Balaam. And Balaam, then God came to Balaam and asked, Who are these men with you? Balaam replied, Balak, son of Zippor, king of Moab, sent this message to me. Look, a people has come out of Egypt, and they cover the surface of the land. Now come, put a curse on them for me. I may be able, for I may be able to fight against them and drive them away. Then God said to Balaam, You are not to go with them. You are not to go curse this people, for they are blessed. So Balaam got up the next morning and said to Balak's officials, Go back to your land, because the Lord has refused to let me go with you. The officials of Moab arose, returned to Balak, and reported, Balaam refused to come with us. Balaam sent, or Balak sent officials again, who were more numerous and higher in rank than the others. They came to Balaam and said to him, This is what Balak, son of Zippor, says. Let nothing keep you from coming to me, for I will greatly honor you and do whatever you ask me. So please come, put a curse on these people for me. But Balaam responded to the servants of Balak, if, we were, if, you were, if Balak were to give me this house full of silver and gold, I could not go against the command of the Lord my God to do anything great or small. Please stay here overnight, as the others did, so that I might find out what else the Lord has to tell me. God came to Balaam at night and said to him, Since these men have come to summon you, get up and go with them, but you must only do what I tell you. When he got up in the morning, Balaam saddled his donkey and went with the officials to Moab. But God was incensed that Balaam was going, and the angel of the Lord took his stand on the path to oppose him. Balaam was riding his donkey, and his two servants were with him. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the path with a drawn sword in his hand, she turned off the path and went to the field. So Balaam hid her to return her to the path. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow passage between the vineyards with a stone wall on either side. The donkey saw the angel of the Lord and pressed herself against the wall squeezing Balaam's foot against it, so he hit her once again. The angel of the Lord went ahead and stood in a narrow place where there was no room to turn to the right or the left. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she crouched down under Balaam. So he became furious and beat the donkey with his stick. Then the Lord opened the donkey's mouth, and she asked Balaam, What have I done to you that you have beaten me these three times? I love this. It doesn't say that Balaam was shocked. It just says Balaam answered the donkey. Like, <laughs> nothing caught your attention here. <laughs> Balaam answered the donkey. 
You made me look like a fool. If I had a sword in my hand, I'd kill you now. But the donkey said, Am I not the donkey you've ridden all your life until today? Have I ever treated you this way before? No, he replied. Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the path with a drawn sword in his hand. Balaam knelt low and bowed in worship to it on his face. The angel of the Lord asked him, Why have you beaten your donkey these three times? Look, I come, came out to oppose you, because I consider what you're doing to be evil. The donkey saw me and turned away from me these three times. If she had not turned away from me, I would have killed you by now and let her live. Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned, for I did not know that you were standing in the path to confront me, and now it is evil. If it is evil in your sight, I will go back. Then the angel of the Lord said to Balaam, Go with the men, but you are to say only what I tell you. So Balaam went with Balak's officials, and Balak heard. When Balak heard that Balaam was coming, he went out to meet him at the Moabite city, on the Aaron, on the Arnon border. At the edge of his territory, Balak asked, Balaam, did I not send you an urgent summons? Why didn't you come to me? Am I really not able to reward you? Balaam said to him, Look, I have come to you, but I can say nothing. But can I say anything I want? I must speak only the message God puts in my mouth. So Balaam went with Balak, and they came to Kiriath Huzoth. Balak sacrificed cattle, sheep, and goats, and sent for Balaam. And the officials who were with him. In the morning, Balak took Balaam and brought him to Bamoth Baal. From there, he saw the outskirts of the people's camps. Then Balaam said to Balak, Build me seven altars here and prepare seven bulls and seven rams for me. So Balak did as Balaam directed, and they offered a bull a ram, and a ram on each altar. Balaam said to Balak, Stay here by your burnt offering while I am gone. May the Lord... Maybe the Lord will meet with me. I will tell you whatever he reveals to me. So he went to Barren Hill. God met with him, and Balaam said to him, I have arranged seven altars and offered a bull and a ram on each altar. Then the Lord put a message in Balaam's mouth and said, Return to Balak and say what I tell what I tell you. So he returned to Balak, who was standing there by his burnt offering with all the officials of Moab. Balaam proclaimed his poem. Balak brought me from Aram, the king of Moab from the eastern mountains. Come put a curse on Jacob for me. Come denounce Israel. How can I curse someone God has not cursed? How can I denounce someone the Lord has not denounced? I see them from the top of rocky cliffs, and I watch them from the hills. There is a people living alone. It does not consider itself among the nations, who has counted the dust of Jacob, or numbered even one-fourth of Israel. Let me die the death of the upright. Let the end of my life be like theirs. What have you done to me, Balak asked Balaam? I brought you to curse my enemies, but look, you have only blessed them. He answered, Shouldn't I say exactly what the Lord puts in my mouth? Then Balak said to him, Please come with me to another place where you can see them. You will only see the outskirts of their camp. You won't see all of them. From there put a curse on them for me. So Balak took him out to the lookout field on top of Pisgah, built seven altars, and offered a bull and ram on each altar. Balaam said to Balak, Stay here by your burnt offering while I seek the Lord over there. The Lord met with Balaam and put a message in his mouth. Then he said, Return to Balak and say what I tell you. So he returned to Balak, who was standing there by his burnt offering with the officials of Moab. Balak asked, What did the Lord say? Balaam proclaimed his poem. Balak, get up and listen. Son of Zipper, pay attention to what I say. God is not a man that he might lie, or a son of man that he might change his mind. Does he speak and not act, or promise and not fulfill? 
I have indeed received a command to bless since he has blessed. I cannot change it. He considers no disaster for Jacob. He sees no trouble for Israel. The Lord their God is with them, and there is rejoicing over the king among them. God brought them out of Egypt. He is like the horns of a wild ox for them. There is no magic curse against Jacob and no divination against Israel. It will now be said about Jacob and Israel, what great things God has done. People, A people rise up like a lioness. They rouse themselves like a lion. They will not lie down until they devour the prey and drink the blood of the slain. Then Balak told Balaam, don't curse them and don't bless them. But Balaam answered him, didn't I tell you whatever the Lord says I must do? Again, Balak said to Balaam, please come. I will take you to another place. Maybe it will be agreeable to God that you can put a curse on them from there. Like, let's just keep moving around the city. Maybe God will change his mind and put a curse on them because we're looking at them from this perspective instead of that perspective. Oh, boy. So Balak told Balaam or took Balaam to the top of Peor, which overlooks the wasteland. Balaam told Balak, build me seven altars here and prepare seven bulls and seven rams for me. So Balak did as Balaam said and offered a bull and a ram on each altar. Since Balaam saw that it pleased the Lord to bless Israel, he did not go to seek omens on previous occasions, but turned toward the wilderness. When Balaam looked up and saw Israel encamped tribe by tribe, the Spirit of God came on him, and he proclaimed this poem. The oracle of Balaam, son of Beor, the oracle of man whose eyes are opened, the oracle of one who hears the sayings of God, who sees a vision from the Almighty who falls into a trance with his eyes uncovered. How beautiful are your tents, Jacob, your dwellings, Israel. They stretch out like river valleys, like gardens beside a stream, like aloes the Lord has planted, like cedars beside the water. Water will flow from his buckets, and his seed will be, abun will be by abundant water. His king will be greater than Agag, and his kingdom will be exalted. God brought him out of Egypt. He is like the horns of a wild ox for them. He will feed on enemy nations and gnaw their bones. He will strike them with his arrows. He crouches, he lies down like a lion or a lioness. Who dares to rouse him? Those who bless you will be blessed, and those who curse you will be cursed. Then Balak was furious with Balaam, struck his hands together, and said to him, I summoned you to put a curse on my enemies, but instead you have blessed them these three times. Now go to your home. I said I would reward you richly, but look, the Lord has denied you a reward. Balaam answered Balak, Didn't I previously tell the messengers you sent me? If I, Balak, were to give me his, if I, if Balak were to give me his house full of silver and gold, I could not go against the Lord's command to do anything good or bad of my own will. I will say whatever the Lord says. Now I am going back to my people, but first let me warn you what these people will do to your people in the future. Then he proclaimed this poem: the oracle son of the oracle of Balaam, son of Beor, the oracle of the man whose eyes are opened, the oracle of the one who hears the sayings of God and has knowledge from the Most High who sees a vision from the Almighty, who falls into a trance with his eyes uncovered. I see him, but not now. I perceive him, but not near. Oh boy, here we go. This is a this is a prophecy of prophecies. I see him, but not now. I perceive him, but not near. A star will come from Jacob, and a scepter will arise from Israel. He will smash the forehead of Moab and strike down all the Shethites. Edom will become a possession. Seir will become a possession of its enemies, but Israel will be triumphant. One who comes from Jacob will rule. He will destroy the city's survivors. Then Balaam saw Amalek and proclaimed his poem. Amalek was first among the nations, but his future is destruction. Next he saw the Kenites and proclaimed his poem. Your dwelling place is enduring. Your nest is set in the cliffs. Cain will be destroyed when Asher takes you captive. Once more he proclaimed his poem. Ah, who can live when God does this? Ships will come from the coast of Kittim 
They will carry out raids against Asher and Eber, but they too will come to destruction. Balaam then arose and went back to his homeland, and Balak also went his way. Like Balak finally realized, I'm not going to get what I want. Everybody's just going to go home. <laughs> These are God's people. But what a what a prophetic moment. I love, I love that. Psalm 47. Clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout to God with a jubilant cry. For the Lord the Most High is awe-inspiring, a great king over the whole earth. He subdues peoples under his under us and nations under our feet. He chooses for us our inheritance, the pride of Jacob, whom he loves. God ascends among shouts of joy. The Lord with the sound of trumpets. Sing praise to God. Sing praise. Sing praise to our king. Sing praise. So, sing a song of wisdom, for God is king in the whole earth. God reigns over the nations. God is seated on his holy throne. The nobles of the peoples have assembled with the people of the, of the God of Abraham, for the leaders of the earth belong to God. He is greatly exalted. That's a good one, too. That that psalm is from the psalm of the sons of Korah. A lot of people just usually associate all the psalms with David, but David did not write all the psalms. And, uh, but man, you know, I've said this before as we've been going through this. I Songs come to me a lot. Several came to me today, but this one, at this point, sing praise to God, sing praise, sing praise to our King, sing praise. Makes me think of the old Chris Tomlin Sing praise, sing praise. So maybe that's the thing today. Um, even thinking about Balaam and how God moved and that God is worthy of praise. He is, as the psalm says, awe-inspiring. And I hope today you're able to find a moment or two where you can see how awesome God is and lift your voice to him and sing praise. Have a good one.